It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Benders alike, welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco, and it's time to get into some bitter work, Varney. Okay, I hope you're talking about the name of this week's TV episode and not just having to podcast with me. Please tell me that bitter work (laughs) is not how you think of doing the podcast. Luckily for you, I do mean this episode of Avatar. There's some serious training going on that happens in this episode, and the question is, is that the bit of work the episode title is referring to? I mean, that's a really good question. I feel like it is, right? I mean, it's we know that bitter work has to do specifically with training. And I was actually reading about this a little bit. And I think even Sifu Kisu, who's like on the inside yet the outside because he's working to choreograph all of the fight moves and stuff with Brian, referred to martial arts training as bitter work. Like it's not all fun and games. So I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's intense. That's, That's interesting. That is a strange because even the word bitter, it's not like incredibly like you can't do it. It's just like you don't want it. It doesn't always. Oh, good taste point. Good. It's not like the impossible work or the death defying yeah. work. It's the bitter work. It's doable, not really enjoyable yeah. at times. Which is so true of like a lot of physical training, right? Is it like, you know, to get good at something, it's probably going to hurt. Literally. Oh, it's horrible. You know? I go train, I, you know, just to keep in shape as we're getting older. And every time I got to go to the gym, I just drag in my heels. Yeah. I want you to just at some point take, it could be a stranger. It could be your trainer. It could be just the person that checks you in. I want you to heave a heavy sigh, put your hand on their shoulder and say, we both know this is bitter work. This is bitter <laughs> just work. see what they say. I'm going to tag myself next time I take a picture after working out and hashtag bitter work. Yes, please do. Please do. Okay. And so where does this fall in our chronology of the show? This episode follows the chase. And when we saw our friend pursued by Azula and the girl gang. And at the end of the episode, of course, we see Azula hit Iroh with that lightning bolt. And that has him down for the count. We're in a cliffhanger situation. Zuko so is not happy with no one, doesn't want comfort. Everyone leave. He's big uh-huh. with the fireball. He's an emotional fireballer. You know what I'm saying? If he was a therapy, his therapist is like, you can't throw fireballs when you're that upset. I understand that's your first thing you go to. You can't do that. 
<laughs> sears people's eyelashes and their bangs yeah. it's not nice <laughs> Yeah, he's super stressed out. I feel like I'm stressed out. I hate the ending to that episode. It makes me crazy. Should we just take it easy on ourselves and kind of jump in so we can see what is going on with Uncle Iroh, if nothing else? Let's do it. Let's get into that bitter, bitter work. work. All right. So real quick, just to summarize this episode, we know that Aang is is trying to learn earthbending from Toph. Meanwhile, Zuko is trying to learn some additional slash new training from Iroh. I will say it's very exciting that they become reunited in this episode. Sokka has a real day. He spends most of it almost by himself. Um, he has some companionship from a tiny, what turns out to be saber-toothed moose lion cub. Real cute. Uh, that's a lot of animals. We'll get into that once we actually meet this little critter. And, you know, we have this sort of like tough love versus positive reinforcement thing that's happening with Katara versus Toph when it comes to Aang's training. And a lot happens in this episode. We say that every single episode. I just want a t-shirt that says a lot happens in this episode. Uh, this one was written by Aaron Ehas and directed by Ethan Spaulding. And I say we just jump in. Let's go. So, at the beginning of this episode, we find the gang camped out in a canyon with lots of cool rock formations. Turns out Aang thinks that this is the perfect place for him to begin his earthbending training with Toph. In fact, he's so excited yeah. that he's up before everyone else like a kid on Christmas morning. He's super stoked. Yeah. Sokka? Not so much. He's not pleased. <laughs> then Toph's up and about and ready to begin Aang's training, which I guess technically starts with Toph launching Sokka, still in the sleeping bag, <laughs> into the air. Yeah. As usual, Aang's got so a lot mean. of enthusiasm and maybe needs to slow down a little bit and start with more rudimentary moves. Toph explains that the key to earth banning is your stance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a little Jesse flower. Love it. Since rock is a stubborn element, an earthbender needs to be sturdy and dedicated. Aang tries to move. Toph just pulled, but sends himself backwards right into Appa. The rock doesn't move. Yeah, and when he has this enthusiasm, it's exciting. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, buddy, we were just with you for a whole book before this. We watched you burn Katara. You've, like, lost people's stuff down the water when you're airbending, waterbending, you name it. So I always get a little bit scared when Aang is enthusiastic about bending that he is just learning for the first time. Because I do feel like we've seen that not go perfectly. And before we can even really process or, or see any more with Aang and Toph, suddenly we're inside this, what we have to assume is a memory of Iroh's because, you know, it's got that beautiful kind of foggy quality. We see a younger version of Iroh. He's being chased by a small boy. They're playing together. And then older Uncle Iroh's sitting in the rain on a hilltop by a tree. And he says, my beloved Luten, I will see you again. And it's like, without even necessarily knowing the full context, your heart is just already being chomped on by this episode. Right. <laughs> and then we go to this kind of whiteout, which... We then come in, if we fade in, we find ourselves inside a rundown shack and we've got Zuko kind of helping Iroh regain consciousness after Azula blasted him in that surprise attack. Uncle, you were unconscious. Azula did this to you. It was a surprise attack. Somehow that's not so surprising. But it did bring Iroh and Zuko back together. And, and he's alive. Thank goodness he's alive. Thank goodness he's alive. And Zuko's like, oh, I tried to make you this tea, which is like, oh, that's yeah. so lovely. Like, have we seen Zuko 
like try to take care of Iroh in this exact way before, where he, tr- he tries to make him a tea to make him feel better. I don't know no, how, how good the tea he's is. He's being very giving. He's very selfish at times with me, 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 what I want, and his little little give back from Iroh. Not the best tea maker, though. Yeah, not the best tea, but also realizing, like, I don't want to lose this person. You know, we went our separate ways, but I just had a little snapshot of what it might be like to just lose him altogether. And, you know, Zuko doesn't want that. Uh, There's a great exchange when Zuko explains to Iroh that he's going to need help to defeat Azula. I know what you're going to say. She's my sister and I should be trying to get along with her. No, she's crazy and she needs to go down. And so Zuko and Iroh uh, are going to continue Zuko's training. Now, back at Aang's training, things aren't going great. Aang's instinct is to take a different approach. But Toph said that's him thinking like an airbender. Mm. He has to attack it head on. Here comes Katara. Katara (laughs) fully coddling little Aang. Katara (laughs) tries to tell Toph that positive feedback is better for Aang. Better than tough love or just tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> that ain't top style. Top ain't hearing none of Katara's. Yeah. We're taken through a very cool montage of Top trying to train Aang, but he's just not getting it. Yeah. Then he starts to make some real progress. Again, more with the simple stuff like staying strong on two pillars of rocks while holding a weight. And Top seems pleased. Meanwhile, Sokka's looking for food as Sokka does. He's yep. hungry. Yep. He comes across a cute little guy. Which he wants to eat. He definitely lets everybody know, like, uh-huh. you're yes. cute and you're made of meat and I'm uh-huh. going to eat you. Like, <laughs> I don't care. And yeah. so he goes after the little guy. Turns yeah. out he's a little moose lion. Cute little Which moose lion. Which I guess lion, a saber tooth moose lion. And we don't find that out until... Like so the very end of the episode, end. basically, Aang knows what he is. But I, was, I don't think I didn't know. Knows, I was looking right? at him too. I definitely knew he was a moose. I thought he looked like a donkey hippo. Yeah, I really was like, oh, a horse hippo. I definitely did not pick up on that. Very strange yeah. babies. Huh? <laughs> did like, not pick up on it. Would not have ever been able to guess that that's what this creature was. So but I'm yes, glad but that we very cute. Out. Yes. And and Sokka's like, I'm going to make you a meal. I'm gonna, yeah. He had his weapon out. He's like, I'm like I was like, we're going to see him kill a little animal right now. But he uh, he doesn't hit him. He misses him. Instead, he falls into a crevice yeah. in the earth Yeah, and gets stuck. It's like really stuck. Yes. You don't necessarily imagine that Sokka's just going to be in a crack in the ground for the entire episode. But guess what? He pretty much is. So we go back over to Iroh and Zuko, where we, along with Zuko, are finding out some really interesting things about firebending. I love this. Uh, It's such a great, they tuck in this, right, this amazing exposition about lightning, about how lightning works and why it works so well for Azula. You know, we hear Iroh say, Lightning is a pure expression of firebending without aggression. It is not fueled by rage or emotion the way other firebending is. Some call lightning the cold-blooded fire. It is precise and deadly, like Azula. To perform the technique requires peace of mind. After having some tea, Iroh continues teaching Zuko about how life, you know, the world is full of energy. It's both positive and negative, the yin and the yang. And a firebender like Azula... This is so complicated. I mean, I don't know what I thought the explanation was going to be for why she can create lightning, but it's right. so cool and it's much cooler than anything I would have imagined. So basically, if you're lightning bending, you're sort of separating the yin from the yang energy, 
right? And then the universe wants to rebalance that and sort of put those back together. And when the energies come back together, that creates the lightning. That is awesome. I did not know it was going to go there. And I always forget that that's why she's able to bend lightning. And that's what you have to do if you're a firebender. I just think that's amazing. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care how she does it. I don't like it. Yeah. It's impressive. It's intimidating. Zuko wants to try. But this guy, you know, he's he's going to want to control it, right? It seems counterintuitive that you would have to, like, release in order to be able to, quote unquote, control the energy or the lightning and uh, he's just not there yet i'm so sorry my friend he's just well, not i got, there I got that blue lightning when he needs it yep. pop check this out nephew pop uh-huh. pop we're like okay <laughs> okay Iro, you it's got that rad. lightning huh yep look he's trying he's trying to teach you well now we return back to ang and the gang as we return to ang and toff toff's teaching ang how to stop a rock Rather than move one now, he's got to stay in the horse stance and stop the boulder that will be rolling down the hill towards him, which worries Qatar, which worries everybody. It's a big rock. Uh-huh. Yes. It's, it's a big hill. Yes, and it's a big rock. Yes. And it's moving pretty quick. Yes. Which worries Qatar, and Qatar is worried about it. And then she goes, Yeah, you know what? I'm worried too. And then Tom goes, How about this? And then puts a blindfold on him because, yeah. like, yeah, for him to really learn how to, he has to feel it. And, you know, she's making it harder, which was a good point by Toph. However, eh, higher stakes. Uh-huh. Uh, so now the rock's coming down the hill and the rock is moving with some velocity. Yes. And then Aang's standing there ready to stop the rock, but then he bends. He's scared. And instead yeah. of using his earth bending, he goes right to his comfy, cozy air bending to whisk away the rock rather than yeah. standing his ground. Now, Toph's not happy about this at all. You blew it. You had a perfect stance and perfect form. But when it came right down to it, you didn't have the guts. She really leans and just bites into him on this one. And uh, Aang's discouraged. Here comes Katara again. Uh She's trying to, the kind approach, you know. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you know what? Aang, let's just go waterbend for a bit. Really, Mm -hmm. Katara? (laughs) Really? She's got to give him a timeout. She's letting him take a little break. She wants to let him catch his breath. You're doing some training. You want to go play some footsies in the kiddie pool? I see whose side you're on. All right. Well, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but over in the ghost town where Iroh and Zuko are hiding out and training, Zuko is feeling this kind of similar frustration. His attempts keep blowing up in his face, literally. Iroh is trying to make Zuko understand that he can't have all that delicious, classic Zuko angst and turmoil if he is going to lightning bend. All that shame, all that anger, there is no place for that when you're trying to bend lightning. And he hits Zuko with yet another amazing lesson. Prince Zuko, pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. It's just gem after gem. That's great. From Uncle I mean, it's Iroh so good. So Uncle Iroh. So they're going to try to teach a different approach. Iroh's decided he's going to try to teach Zuko a firebending move that Azula doesn't know. Right. It turns out it's something that Iroh himself invented. He's and then an meanwhile, inventor. we flash over. Yeah. So that's very intriguing. It's not every day you find out your uncle's an inventor. That's right. 
Speaking of inventors, Sokka seems to be sinking further into this crevice. The little saber-toothed lion moose is keeping him company by sitting on his head. And at this point, and we've all done this, I think, I imagine, Sokka's so desperate to get out, he's starting to make these open promises to the universe. Right. You know, if I can get out, I'll do this. If I just could get out, I'll do this. And he says, if I'll make it out of the crevice alive, I'll become a vegetarian. And the little creature comes and brings him an apple, which is like, oh, thank you. Except it's just out of reach. So not still not really great news for Sokka over there. Now back to Katar and Aang. Katar and Aang are playing footsies in the water, doing some (laughs) water banding together. While Katar is trying to make us feel better. Mm -hmm. He needs to face this issue he's having with earth bending, not to avoid it. Aang's still just really discouraged. She points out that he's trying to master the natural opposite of his own mastered element, air which I thought was cool when she was Love breaking that. that stuff down. After he responds perfectly to a move that she throws at him, she tells him he's essentially a waterbending master now. It is great to see that they're both masters of waterbending now. Yeah. He thanks her and, and he calls her, respectively, he calls her Sifu, which yeah. is a cute moment, um, which he hasn't done before and mm-hmm. very noticeable. He's already calling Toph Sifu. So yep. it's like, okay. Yep. So things are looking up for Aang in this moment, which makes yeah. us wonder... How Zuko's doing? Yeah. Iroh's also talking about the kind of big picture of the elements too. And he talks about the power and desire of the Fire Nation and the endurance of the Earth Kingdom and its people. Air is the element of freedom, detachment from worldly things. Plus, they have a sense of humor, which it mostly seems like Zuko's lacking. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so cool because he's drawing all the elements in the sand and it's, you're Love seeing all it. the sides. It's very cool animation. It's beautiful. And then he explains that water is all about change, adapting, community, love. So uh, how does this help Zuko in his training? He has to think more holistically to be willing to learn from other elements and their traits. And that doesn't just go for the avatar. Anyone can become stronger and more whole if they pay attention to all the elements. And then we find out that the firebending move uncle is going to teach Zuko is actually something he learned from the waterbenders, which I also thought was super cool. Yes. But I mean, they're really drawing out this move. You're like, what are you going to teach him? I know. What I did know. you invent? And they keep going back and forth from Iroh Zuko, and then they go back over to Team Avatar, and you're like, but, but you but were just about, about to teach him how to. Move. What is he going to? Yeah. And by now, you know, the day is dwindling, the sun's setting as Toph is teasing Aang about taking some of his food. It seems like another opportunity to call him a coward because she's taking these little bag of nuts. Um, but Aang doesn't take the bait. Until, that is, uh, Toph is using Ain's staff to crack open the nuts that she took. Right. He's trying to stay super chill. You know, try to just meditate. Um, and then Katara draws attention to the fact that they have not seen Sokka in quite some time. We know, of course, that Sokka is trapped in that crack. And right. bless that little saber-toothed moose lion's heart for trying so hard to help him out. And now Sokka is willing to give up even more than he was. Okay, karma person or thing, whoever's in charge of this stuff. If I can just get out of this situation alive, I will give up meat and sarcasm. Okay? That's all I got. It's pretty much my whole identity. Sokka, the meat and sarcasm guy. But I'm willing to be Sokka, the veggies and straight talk fellow. Deal? So funny. 
And then finally, Aang finds him. He tries to get him loose. It's not happening. Can he airbend him out? Nope. Can he earthbend him? Nope, not happening. And then Sokka says, you know, please go get Toph. And Aang's just not willing. You know, he's in this weird space with Toph. He's feeling so pressured about earthbending. He's just sort of ignoring Sokka. I mean, he's kind of in that space where it's like, yo, your friend is, he's stuck in the ground. But right now, Aang is sort of making it more about him and about the fact that he doesn't, you know, he's not picking up earthbending. He feels like, you know, I don't always say he feels he's a coward, but, you know, he definitely is having a really hard time not thinking like an airbender, I guess. And then the saber-toothed moose lion cub comes by. Sokka identifies him as Fufu Cuddly Poops, which is a big classic in the Avatarverse. People love Fufu Cuddly Poops. It's an amazing name. But he's just a cub. And it turns out mom is very close, uh, very nearby, very huge. Very scary. huge. Scary. And yeah. Not as cute when they grow up, those saber-toothed tiger oh, mooses. Very intimidating as a big animal. But now, finally, we just go back to Iroh, who's explaining the way that waterbenders can use their opponent's own energy against them. Waterbenders deal with the flow of energy. A waterbender lets their defense become their offense, turning their opponent's energy against them. I learned a way to do this with lightning. You can teach me to redirect lightning? If you let the energy in your own body flow, the lightning will follow it. I just want to remind everyone, do not try this at home. Anyway, we find out that the stomach is the center of energy of the body. It's a sea of chi. And so the, the lightning is going to go from one arm through the stomach. Make sure it doesn't go to your heart, but also don't, don't try heart, this at home. Make belly. sure it doesn't go through your heart. Go to the belly. Goes out the other arm. And then I got to point out to my friend, the breakdancer, who came into his own in a breakdancing way. We yeah. get to see Iroh do some pretty fun breakdancing. What's that? That's break not the dancing. worm. He was doing the wave. It's the wave. And okay. it was cool how he kind of like brought it in and then came brought it out. Yeah. Again, don't try this at home, people. But uh-huh. I did put in the back of my mind, if I'm ever on a golf course or something, <laughs> lightning hits me. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to uh, boogaloo out of there. See, you're doing exactly what Zuko did. You're like, can't be that hard, right? Let me at it. The doesn't look that hard at all. They're like, hit me with that lightning. (laughs) I'm going to do this. It's not about the move. And Iroh's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Did you think I was going to shoot lightning at you and you were going to just try? No, we're not doing this. I'm just telling you what to do if you have to. If you're on that golf course, hopefully you'll be able to do it right. Right. But we are not going to test this out. And I have to say, that isn't exactly satisfying. Like, if I were Zugo, I would also feel a frustration of like, wait, what? I don't even get to ever try this but until it's actually happening? But he takes it to the nth degree. I didn't <sighs> know he was going to take it to the nth degree of being frustrated. Yeah. Like, basically, you're telling me, shoot me with some yeah. heavy weaponry. And like, yeah. no one in their right mind is like, no, no, I'm not going to shoot you with this weapon. Yes. Like, but you just taught me how to dodge it. Like, that's not the yeah. point. Yeah. And in his perfect Zuko way, it's like, oh, if you're not going to do it, then I will find something or someone, some way to get it done. Why is Zuko so dramatic? <sighs> when he ends up on the mountain, I'm like, my guy. I don't think he would do that if Azula didn't know how to do Like, if Azula didn't know how to shoot lightning, would he put all of this stock in it? He was like, you're not going to hit me with lightning. Guess what? I'm going to go climb to the top of this mountain and wait for a damn storm. I'm going to put a metal rod up there. I'm going to summon that lightning. Hopefully Thor and the gods come down and hit me one time. It's intense. We go back to the other gang and we see that things aren't looking great for uh, 
our man Sokka and Aang either, since that saber-toothed moose lion mama is big, real big, and heading yeah. for them. Yeah. Aang airbends just in time, but it's not enough. Sokka's been stuck all day. Yeah. Reminded me of that movie 127 Hours where my guy is just stuck. <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't have the same outcome. I'm so glad so it didn't have the same didn't outcome the same either, outcome. but <sighs> it's wild. And then Aang tries to earthbend, then a dance to distract the beast, and finally seems to do enough airbending to skid the lion moose across the ground. It gives up. Toph is ready. She's right there. We reveal Toph has been watching this yeah. whole time. A little slow clap. We all know that slow clap. I mean, yeah. Toph is an instigator, and I'm not going to say she's a bully, but she's definitely, she's good, and she knows how good she is. Yeah. She's she's rough. Well, no one taught her to be modest. You know, that's like a, I don't know that that's something that comes naturally to us necessarily. It's like, if you're not socialized to be told, like, you know, it's actually really good if you play down your talents and just be like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly, oh, I'm not so great. Toph's right. like, no one told her to do that. Toph's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the greatest bender in the world. Like, I'm great at this. Why would I lie about that? But also, she's a Bung. She's a rich girl. Yep. That has probably, you know, her whole life she's had servants and she's had anything she's wanted. Yes, she was hidden from the public a lot just because of to keep her safety. But that doesn't mean everything else she wanted was at arm's reach. Yeah, but she gave all that up. That wasn't what she was all about, you know? No, it's not what she was all about. But she but has right. that in her where she's yeah. like probably not the most socially integrated person and is used to like yes. getting things her way. Or the highway. Yeah. And so when she's given the slow clap, we don't know if it's real or it's our sarcastic. Is she, uh-huh. you know, is she just enjoying the show? I mean, she has been there the whole time, which is kind of messed up. Come on. Yeah. Your, your friends almost died. She's like, nah, it's all good. Yeah. So ultimately have a face her. Enough. I want my staff back. Do it now. What? Earthbend, Twinkle Toes. You just stood your ground against a crazy beast. And even more impressive, you stood your ground against me. You've got stuff. But do it! And he does do it. He earthbends. Sokka's delighted, except for the fact that he's still stuck. Uh And so Toph says she should be the one to get him out so Aang doesn't accidentally crush him. Fair enough. By the way, he's not not earthbending master yet. Correct. His first. Let's not try it out on our friend who might get crushed. Exactly. And they're reunited with Katara, and Sokka reveals how being stuck really made him reflect on himself. Yeah, except unfortunately, before we could find out more about his reflections, Aang has got to show off his new skills with a Z. For sure. Katara and Toph have this kind of nice moment about positive reinforcement where, you know, Katara's like, hey, kind of kind of works, doesn't it? And Toph's like, yeah, kind of, you know, she's they got their own styles, but they've come to a sort of understanding. Appa licks Aang off his feet uh, mid-explanation about the sturdiness of earthbending, which is good for a few laughs, until we find our Zuko atop that mountain in the storm. He is screaming at the world. You've always thrown everything you could at me. Well, I can take it, and now I can give it back! It's a great, powerful, I know, I know. something that people love bringing up when they meet you. It's it's a moment that people really love in the show. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. you've always thrown everything you could at me. Well, I can take it. Now I can give it back, which is heartbreaking. 
Because can he? And, you know, he's doing the exact opposite. He's talking a big game at the moment. And he's doing the exact opposite of Ira's instructions. I mean, this is entirely personal for him. Totally. He's so heartbroken. He's so vulnerable. He's so connected to his emotions and his fears and his sadness and his regret. Absolute opposite of the cold calculating uh, approach that you have to take with lightning. And unfortunately, that's where we leave things. I mean, it's the end of the episode. Do you sometimes find yourself face to muzzle with an animal you don't know, and when the time comes to give it a name, you draw a big old blank? Well, now there's Sokka's Random Hybrid Name Generator. Simply provide the device with the two animals in the mix and learn the delightful results. Sabertooth and Moose Lion? Foo-foo cuddly poops. Raccoon and Ostrich? Doodle-boo tailsy bob. Reindeer and Hamster? Poly-rolly squeeze horns. It's just that easy. Limit one per household. Animals may not enjoy names. And of course, again, Suka's going so far. Like he went to the top of the mountain to yell at the wind. Literally, yeah. to go yell uh-huh. at the wind. Also, yeah. it's a great cut between the rest of the gang. Everyone kind of having fun, learning some lessons, being lighthearted. And they have each other. Yeah. Having each other. And then Zuko is just, again, by himself, yelling at the wind. And I actually, when I was watching it this time, I was having memories of recording this episode. I remember oh, yeah? exactly where I was at. I was actually in the middle of doing Take the Lead, and I was recording this app in Toronto. So I was really by myself doing these episodes, and I just remember uh-huh. being with Andrea Romano over the we didn't have Zoom back then it was just over you know her voice in our headphones and I'm I'm yeah. just yelling and I see they show me some of the images and I'm just yelling I'm like is that the more are we, are we uh-huh. more? <laughs> go big or We're go home just baby yelling at the wind uh-huh. <laughs> cool memories and um, it's a great and scene. it shows you the difference between Ira and the rest of the gang especially in this moment of, of the journey yeah, absolutely. All right, for our Animal Crossing, obviously we have Fufu Cuddly Poops, a uh, very yeah, the, cute little guy, um, cute. much more scary mom. When they're young. When they're young. When they're young, you might mistake them for a hippo donkey, donkey. <laughs> or whatever I thought. Uh, very cute. I think He's that's a saber-tooth moose lion. Saber-tooth moose lion, which that's like three things, right? I mean, that's like we don't things. know of saber-tooth moose or saber-tooth lions, so... I think your saber-tooth moose lion. As usual, all the Animal Crossings you never knew you wanted until you saw them on Avatar. Let's get into most valuable bending, my friend. Where are we going with this? There's a lot of bending in this episode, and it is almost exclusively about learning and trusting and training. It's not so much about an adversary in the moment. What do you think? The lightning bending, even though it's not as important in this moment for Shadow Report, we know that he may need to use that yeah. later on in the show. So yeah. I think maybe the learning of that, the lightning bending is cool. The first time we've been hearing of lightning bending, of literally of bending the lightning. Right. A lot of the earth bending stuff is so important. He is the avatar. He needs to earthbend. And then Toph does get him out of the ground. You're always tasked with like, would he not have gotten out of the ground had Toph not been able to earthbend him? I guess that's pretty valuable because we wouldn't want to come back and visit a sad little Sokka skeleton who just ended up in 127 hours, uh, potentially just (laughs) hanging out there. Just stuck. I can tell you what it's not the most valuable bending moment, playing footsies in the kiddie pool (laughs) with Katara. That's not the most valuable uh, bending in this episode, not by a long shot. 
maybe he just needed to do a little bit of a reboot, but I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, yeah, I will give it up to Iroh teaching him how to redirect the lightning, whether or not Zuko gets to try it in the moment. I agree with you. That is vitally important. It's very important that it happens when it does. I will absolutely agree with you on that. And then, I mean, I know we do it a lot on the show, but I'm personally got to throw Iroh and basically everything he says in this entire episode as most valuable non No, Iroh is important. It's gorgeous. But also Katara explaining, I mean, I guess they kind of mirrored each other these conversations about the talking mm-hmm. of the elements. What, well what Iroh is saying and then what Katara is telling Aang about how to look at the elements and why earthbending is so hard for him. Yeah, um, but good I point. guess the Iroh has more weight. He goes into more detail. That's a good point, though. I could almost have them share that tag trophy. team. Both yeah, of them? I think they would share. And you know what? I think both Iroh and Katara would be very happy to share that win with each other. Oh, for sure. Um, for so sure, for we'll sure. give them. It's a tie this week. That I'm not sure that's ever happened, but if it has, I've forgotten. Remind us on social media. But we got tied. Most valuable non-bending moment because there is a harmonious similarity in a parallel in what they are both teaching their uh, respective students. So I absolutely love that. Man, this is another great episode, my friend. I loved it. Bitter work. It wasn't too bitter. It was a fun episode. It was. I'm curious, too, like, because we talked about the origin of, like, the term bitter work. um, If you feel inclined, friends, while you're listening to this, give us a shout on social media. Let us know what your... Your version of bitter work is like is there something in your life like did you study martial arts or is it learning an instrument but you have to wait until you get those calluses on your hands if you're playing guitar or running that marathon and feeling like you're going to barf while you're in the middle of training for it totally. what does bitter work look like for you and uh until then we'll hear from you there and otherwise yeah, we'll see you next week i think it's podcast. a great name of a band yeah. ladies Ooh, and gentlemen bitter work. the bitter work <laughs> All right, my friends, we got a bitter work concert to get to. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Avatar Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week, it's our mid-season super show. That's right. We are bringing back Abby Abibefe and her lovely family of Avatar super fans to participate in a thrilling quiz showdown on all things book two. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. And I'm at Dante Bosco on both of those. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.